They said the show's turning into garbage without Rooster Indo, and I agree. Uh, I just don't like carburetors anymore. Where can I get a dozen of those awesome t-shirts? Uh, the <coughs> Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirts are coming. But I will tell you, the state, my very first stage that I ever won, I stopped and took abuse on the stage. Everyone can blame their crash on their suspension, but then again, if your suspension is that way, then you should know how to ride your bike the way it is. You know, now we're like eight shows in, and I've run out of excuses, so I'm just taking the heat. Do hickey, what part to put in, how to do this. This guy will modify it, that guy will modify it, this guy will. Everybody would just dove in and pull them 800 things. Well, that's because the internet's the gallery of opinion. Live from Pahrump, Nevada, the Valley of the Dirt People, it's Tech Talk, Taco Tuesday, with your hosts, Jimmy Lewis and Logan Tyler. I Logan tried to, Tyler. I tried to clip it before it okay, said I'm Logan. I'm going to read I've like Logan. work on the buttons now. So now is the time when it's important for you to tell us if there's sound. Yeah, can you hear me? Jim, <laughs> can you hear me? See, I can't hear you right now. Oh, yeah, the people in the studio can hear us. Test, test. That's good. Yeah, I'm it, a, it's it's making all of the it's making all of the movements as if there's sound, but there's a thing that I have to push. That's uh, it does. This is a motorcycle show where we talk about motorcycle, motorcycle. Or are we just products. talking to dead air? Because welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Well, they haven't. We get ten seconds to do it. I hear so, bothy. Okay, good. Yeah, sounds starting sounds to work. Good, sounds good. Whew. Not another one. Bunch of cholos Johnny running Carson the switchboard. Johnny Carson show this isn't. Last se- so, do neoprene fork socks help protect your fork seals? George, you start right there. That's well, I imagine they the might. Instagrams. I don't think it. I think it's more for if you physically damage your fork if you hit something up there, you know, on the top that would nick it. Maybe it helps for that. I mean, probably keeps some of the dirt out of there. I I imagine uh, if there's. If there's mud splashing up and stuff, it's like a kind of a first line of defense. But they the stuff works its way up inside of there, and then it's going to stick around as opposed to get wiped off by the fork seal wiper, which is the right. the first thing. And you know what? Probably neglect is why my forks started leaking when I just had my bike tied down because I don't wash it, you know, when I get done riding. So there's all that cake stuff uh-huh. on there, and it's all dry, and it's like cement. And then I go and put it in the Put it, put it in the truck and yank it way down because we were going to Rebel Rally, and it probably just drug that stuff right down in there, and they started leaking. That's what I think. But Mark says the sound is not in sequence with the video. That's your problem. <laughs> oh, it's like one of those Chinese kung fu movies. Yeah, you right? could be good at that. Hey. hey, everybody, thanks for joining, and welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. This is show number 200 and f- it says five again. It's show 208. <clears throat> I don't know how I keep track of this because I used to have to ask somebody. So you're going to have to scribble that out. The good thing about this, does it say 208 right there? Nope, it doesn't. Is that uh, we have some awesome sponsors. Uh, surprise guest, maybe. A surprise guest. Double Tech Mirrors, Bulletproof Designs, Fast Company, Trail Tech, DDC. That's a legacy sponsor right there. They've been around for a long time. A legacy sponsor. Yeah. Scott Sports, Taco Moto. And of course, Yamaha. Uh, Yamaha revs your heart. And we got a lot of Yamaha videos up on the up on the website. If you go to www.dirtbiketest.com, if you want to become a better rider by next Monday, 
uh, go to jimmylewisoffroad.com. That's the, the way that I support all of this stuff that I do because this show is not making a whole lot of money right now. That's why. Can't you tell by the guests? Well, can't bring in a mainliner here, somebody that people actually know. I, with I followers, double-digit followers at least. I wonder. I wonder if that guy did. Did that guy, our surprise guest, did that guy blow us up on the grams? No. Not no. yet. No. No. You don't want. You don't want all your followers to know you're here. Help a buddy out, man. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Tell live on YouTube. Live on to Facebook. Okay. So the the thing you have to do in the chat right now is you need to guess who's here. Guess who our special guest is, and if you get it right. Um, You'll get a thumbs up from is somebody. Is it Joel from the Pahrump rally? You should give Joel. him a shout out for that rally. The Pahrump ADV Rider rally. It's a it's a good deal, right? And so we talk to a lot of different people on this uh, on this platform. You know, everything from really good riders to brand new riders, and we try to help answer your questions. Last week in Pahrump, our good buddy Joel uh, started this thing called the Pahrump ADV rally. Pahrump ADV Rider rally. He's more famous for doing the Noobs Death Valley Rally. So these are places that um, that you can go if you want to learn how to ride. I went down there and did a demo, uh, talked talked to people about riding, um, gave them gave them some tips, taught Joel, Joel a couple tricks. Yep, yep. I, I wonder if our is our sound still way off because I wonder if our sounds coming through that and going out and not not this one in front of us. No, it's going. It's going through these microphones. It's see, delayed. Watch. You want me? To, you want me to make it quiet for a second? I can just go like this. Let's see. Hello. But if hello? I go back like hello? this, yeah. Hello. Diane said it was very loud. It was very the. The sound was very loud, but in the know, beginning, that, that whole family they don't know they have a volume on the computer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got some decent guesses going on there. Should we bring back forks, fork boots? Because my seals look like new and they are at 14,000 miles, says Asherlito. Asherlito, what are you doing watching Tech Talk? It's Bible study night, bro. Yeah. This is... <clears throat> this is... Uh, did you post that you were going training out here? Because the guys that know about this mm -hmm. stuff, the guys that troll you, are, are they're picking it, picking it out. Oh, you just did. See, that's how it's all. Uh-oh. It's rigged. Asherlito's sick in bed. He's probably got COVID. Uh, sorry to hear that, buddy. Um, somebody said Toby Price is going to be in here. He's in Mexico? <laughs> so, pounding hoops. Pounding hoops. So... Uh, the sound is not in sequence of the video. Yeah, we were we were. This was brought to our attention, and there was another good question up here that says uh, from Steve Stephen Little. Hi, Jimmy. Steve, Australia mate. Best standing technique for riding singles for faster cornering. So, uh, riding advice. I I. That's a much better question for the Better Rider podcast, but since I haven't done it for like four months, I guess we should just answer it here. Best technique for standing, and he says single, like single cylinders. The only thing, if I give this answer out, and since he's in Australia, everything- Is he talking single track? Singles. He says single, riding single, single cylinder bike, not twin cylinder bike. Uh, the best standing technique. So since you're in Australia, and since you guys just do nothing but give me shit- 
uh, I'm just going to tell you everything that you're doing when you're doing is upside down. Yep. Okay. You're completely upside down for me. So just think about that when I give you this set technique. The toilet really flush the other way. Yeah. The water go around the other way. Yeah. It's the same way. It's just on the other side of the world. So it goes the other way. Okay. It's just like a typhoon and a, and a, and a, a cyclone, hurricane, cyclone, the, mm, the way the stuff that. spins. Yeah. You learn something new on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday every show. So thank God we've done our job. Now we can let this show go to shit, George. Uh, but okay, back to the standing technique. So stand up. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I can explain. Oh, is that boring? Come to the class. Come to the class. He's in Australia, <clears throat> man. So I'm going to start doing it online. I'm going to start. I'm going to have pretty soon my whole regular class up on video as a video series. Uh, right after I start filming it, which, be, <laughs> but we have one for beginners. But the standing technique, the the the, and you actually gave the answer. Stand up. The, st- the technique for standing is standing up. And when you stand up, I don't care whether you're on your motorcycle or on the ground, but I know when you're standing up on the ground, you're probably not hanging on to a bar or a handrail, or maybe you are. But if, you, if you're just standing up normally, you're not grabbing a bar or a handrail. So when you stand up on your motorcycle, you need to do the same thing. This is the technique. But most people, they think about balance and a side-to-side thing on the motorcycle there's front, there's forward and aft balance, and then there's anticipating what you're doing. And in my perfect world, you know, I, I ride perfect, right? I told you about this. You just crashed the other day. I up in the hills. I want, I want to know everything about this crash. This crash. Oh, you can explain. I can explain every little thing and little that, detail. And you know what it was? Equipment failure. Yeah, I was. I was. High-sided. I did everything perfect. <laughs> it just. I just had. I had two equipment related issues that combined into a nice little belly flop. But anyway, so when you're Fourth standing, year going so when you're five. going, when you're going around the turn, uh, Steve, <laughs> Stefan, when you're going around the turn, you have to decide, okay, am I initiating to get into the turn or I'm actually in the turn. And the minute you're in the turn and you're set and you're happy with your traction, and everything, all that weight needs to go up to that outside foot peg. And, and you're basically balanced with all your weight on the outside foot peg and it has a lot to do with anticipating your speed. Um, and at this point, you technically don't really want to be accelerating or decelerating because you're at the edge of traction. So you're going to go around that turn with all your weight. 100% of your weight is on the outside foot peg. And you're just going around the turn, waiting till you're going the direction you want to go. And then you gas it. It's that simple. It's so easy. <laughs> um and okay. we've gone now down to, I think I need to ask a question that needs an answers. Hard shell or soft shell tacos, says Jeremy Dorkerson. I think I, did you warm up? <laughs> I warmed up pizza. Uh, I had a, I had a piece of bread with honey on it. There you go. Uh, nothing. Nothing yet. And then two pizzas, a nothing and uh, uh, so we don't really know about the durable, softer hard hard. Shell tacos. I like hard shell. Yeah, I like the durable. They're more durable, hard, crispy, hard shell tacos. So, His name's durable. okay, yeah, Steve. Hopefully, tacos. hopefully that answered your question. If you if you want to know more, let me know. I'll keep babbling about it. But we want to talk about my uh, my crash. <laughs> no, just it, checking on the show, what is, Frank White. What is, what is Grok? Uh, Frank White is from ATK. 
Remember, oh, we we picked. Cool. Unfortunately, he uh, probably probably don't want to bring this up. I picked like two, he 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 either built or resold two of my top worst bikes ever. Because I think I picked the ATK seven hundred as the worst one because I couldn't start it. Dave Donnelly wants to know: Do you typically run the fork tubes above the top clamp, or even or level? And I'd say just by looking around your garage, most of them are pretty even. First line. But, yeah, no higher than that first line. Rarely. I run them where they need to be. I've run them down submerged in the triple clamp before. You know, so it's, it's, they were down underneath. So I run them where they, where they need to be. But you I, all you can do to get the KTM to handle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause my Yamaha, I don't have to touch them at all. I hardly even touch the clicker. You know, I finally felt that bike up in the rear feeling the other day because you had too much preload in that shock I put on my bike. Uh, before and, or and after it was you riding like it. that, like a stink bug. Right. Well, you could have slid your forks down in the tube <clears throat> and balanced it out. No, it would have made it worse. No, if you slid them farther down, not up in the tubes, oh, the forks well, down. Not that high. Yeah, you put you put them where you need to, but if you start getting wonky, you know, way up or way down, something's wrong. So, uh, and then Josh K says, "Talk me out of buying a Cannondale dirt bike." <laughs> I, I didn't pick it as bike of the year. So, um, but yeah, Frank, uh, yeah, Frank had the ATKs. The, they, you know who I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm working to get another guy in the show that has a lot to know about ATKs as well. So it'll be pretty cool. Not you. I, I raced him. I raced an ATK no, International I'm talking Hound. To the, the, yeah. the homeless guy that just came in. Yeah. Dave Donnelly has another question. <laughs> Is that with a steering stabilizer? What difference does the steering stabilizer make in the whole sliding the forks up and down? Well, if you the, slide your forks up like five inches in the clamp, then you probably you, need then, a steering stabilizer. And then just wind right? that steering stabilizer Crank tight, it down so, tight so, so it don't just turn. It doesn't start, yeah, turning on its own. Hey, uh, this is the kind of questions we answer here. Again, uh, thanks to Yamaha. And somebody wanted, I saw it on the, it, it scrolled through in the beginning, they wanted to have an update, a Tenere 700 update. On the bill, but you've just been riding it. I have, it's been parked outside, just sitting in the sun. I have a shock that I need to do some testing on, but I need to test it loaded, and I haven't had a chance to get loaded lately. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I got pretty loaded the other night on the show. Want me to get on the back, and we'll go out to Good Springs for lunch or something? Mm. Load it up. No, I was I was actually thinking like uh, hard luggage, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, my brother still has a 605 and a 250 ATK. Loves those things. There's people that love everything. It's yeah, good. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, they're good. Good on you. Um, here's here's less death. I ride my WR250F mostly in sand. Should I bother to lube my chain at all? Uh, that's a good question. Don't lube it with sticky stuff. Lube it with like a less sticky chain lube, like a chain wax more than a chain lube because the wax dries and it's not as sticky. Or use like a, a rust penetrant oil. Hopefully you're running a an O-ring chain. I know the bike comes with an O-ring chain. Just keep the chain because the sand actually kind of cleans it. Just use a rust inhibitor on it to stop it from rusting and uh, doing, doing that hey, kind of there, stuff. Hey, up there, there's one. I, I might be able to answer most of this. I keep pinching tubes. Roll that down. Who said this? 
Um, you're cut off. Whoever your name is, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I keep get pinching it. tubes, replacing my rear tire. I'm having no trouble putting the tire on. Just keep pinching tubes. I soap it up and had just enough air for the tube to hold its shape. Any tricks? Don't soap it up. Put baby powder in there, and then just don't shove that spoon way in there deep. Just barely get it over the lip of the rim and put that thing on. Be careful. When I have trouble pinching tubes is when somebody else is there putting their hands on the thing, trying to show me how to do it and get in the way, and inevitably the tube gets pinched, and I don't know who to blame. That's that's when I pinch tubes, mounting them or dismounting them, but I'm one of the last of the tube guys here. I, I still run tubes a lot. <clears throat> I mean, about half those tires that I did the other day were tubes. But um, Do you have anything to add Bill, to that technique? Bill O'Neill. Um, I'm so, not pinching the tube? I think that really the uh, the trick to the tube is is just in having the right amount of air pressure in the tube when you're putting it on. So it's not completely flat, but it's not kind of pressure. So it's kind of like, it's kind of a, call it a limp tube, a little bit limp. And so if you have a brand new tube, Put air in it and blow it up and let it sit for a little while and then take the air out. The generally the the right pressure is you take the valve core out and like let it collapse down kind of on its own till it it still has shape but there's no pressure in it and then put the valve core back in there. And that way, when you're putting it in the tube and I put the tube in the tire then on the rim and I put baby powder in there just for lubing, which is just cornstarch these days, so it's not as slippery. But I think soap would create problems down the road because it'll dry out and make yeah. more friction in there. Yeah. And that's, that's why I'm even careful about what I put on the, you know, on the rim. Cause mostly that just lets the tire iron hit me in the head harder. But the, uh, so I put it in there and then, and then as I'm going around, if I push in on it, the air moves to the other side of the tire and it kind of, it kind of seats it back in there. And, and then I'm just really careful about how far I, you know, shove the tire irons. And some some of the tire irons have a nice little lip on them, so you can go in there, you can feel the edge of the rim, and it's not enough for it to dive in there and really hook around, and you know, grab that grab that too. But if as long as as long as you put the tire iron in there and the tube is where it's supposed to be, like in the in the middle or the back of the tire, not in between the tire and the rim. As you fold it over, there's nothing for that rim lock to grab, and it's been a it's been a long time since I've pinched a tube, putting the tire on. I've done them more taking them off, just so I get kind of aggressive with it. I stick the tire on a little bit too far, and then it's it's easy to kind of grab it and pinch it up against the tire. So, well, the other thing I'd say too is <clears throat> when you're putting it in, put that nut on the stem way out at the end, and push it in there when you're working around the. Make right. sure it's loose and it's yeah. shoved in and there, so it doesn't just get pinched by the bead. Even if it's another not here. full novice mistake I see is people that, that that put the tire on, then the tube in, and they stuff the tube in, and it never goes on top of the rim lock. You know, your rim lock needs to have some spring in it. You know, like that tube should be like a rubber band. You know, pushing on that rim lock, and and if it's not, if that rim lock goes in and it doesn't come back out, tubes underneath it. Oh, let me ask you something. You put the uh, the. Uh, just the tip. What do you call that rim rubber? Mike H. Just the tip. That's the key. That's right. When do you I'm surprised Victor's not here. That's his kind of comment. <laughs> when do you uh <clears throat> yeah, don't put the shaft all the way in there. Don't just bury it. Nobody likes that. Um that rim rubber, what do you rim strip? Rim strip. You put it over 
or under the rim lock. So I generally uh, use rim tape. So, so I, it'd be under. So, so it's under at that point. And if I do have the rim, the rim rubber band rim thing, it goes over. It's designed to yeah. go over the top. But a lot of times that can also fake you about that spring tension I'm talking on the rim lock because it's going to do the spring tension even though the, the tube is between the tire and the rim lock. And that's a, that's a no-no. That isn't going to work. Rim strip. That's what it's called, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. Victor's here. Don't put the nut on the rim lock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's actually a good comment. That's a rim band. Uh, a lot of rimming tonight. So, Victor, uh, I put the – so when I put the tube in the tire and put it on the rim, the first thing I do is I actually lift the tube out of the tire, put the valve stem through the hole in the rim, and then I just start the rim lock nut. Not the rim lock nut, the, uh, the the valve core, valve stem nut. I just start it. So you don't lose it. I don't I don't want it to go back in there. And then when I set the tire on and I get it set, I push it back down, like you said, to keep it away from getting pinched between the thing. And then I leave the nut on there the whole time and I use it so that the I use it so that the the rim the uh, I'm sorry, the nut pushes up against the cap. So it's it's not it's not tying the the valve stem to the rim. It allows it to float around and move inside of there. Well, there's a nut involved for sure when you're doing them. <laughs> so uh, start or finish at the valve stem, and I have an opinion on this. Um, putting the tire. Let's talk about I, putting it I, on. I do. I will do. I will either start or finish there. Yeah. It's a kind of it's a circle, so you're either gonna so I kind of start and finish there, and it kind of depends on whether I'm going to start there or the rim lock. But if you have a if you have like a Honda that always has the rim lock on the opposite side of the valve core, right? Then then it's you you make a decision. I like to start by putting the tire depends on the tire, like a really heavy hard tire. I will finish at the rim lock. But a tire, it's a little more flexible, easier to get over. Be- because the, the idea is you want you, to go in that rim well as much as you can on the other side. You want it to go down in the a, dish. And which it, uh, uh, the valve stem or, or the rim lock is going to sacrifice some of that ditch correct. to get it in. Yeah. Taking I, it off, you start at the rim lock or the valve stem? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of times. Same, for the same reason. Rich Black says, who has a valve stem, Moose. I do. I'm the last hole out. And I change tires. It seems like every time I change a tire, I do it a little different because I just don't change that many. Yeah. You know, I I forget in between. So. Oh, yeah. Keep it wet so it slides without problems. We're going to talk about that. You want to open our box and our mystery box yet? Is it too early? I know. I think I know what it is. I'm kind of guessing. If you want to. If you want to go there, I'm going to click on a. I'm going to click on some advanced controls here, because I, I'm not hearing. Well, this is going to be on topic. It is on topic. It's it's moose lube. By the way, this was. Is it moose Rocky lube? Mountain ordered through dirt bike test? Oh yeah! If you want to help support this show, if you're going to Rocky Mountain ATV MC, uh, you can click through the link on dirt bike test, and we get a small chunk of that. So since you're getting this show for free, um, it doesn't cost you anything, and it just uh, gives us a couple nickels. Look at that, moose lube, nitro moose lube too, nitro lube cooling gel. 
We're not going to play with this on the show tonight, George. I know that's why you brought it in, but yeah. that's not going to. It's Victor's. That's not going to happen. And uh, Victor says the sound is great, by the way. Thank you, Victor. Victor Victor rode up to uh, where I was hanging out this weekend on his Africa twin that he he adores and uh, delivered carne asada. He was a, he, it was a carne asada lunch stop for good old Victor. Food truck on a motorcycle, huh? Food, <laughs> yeah, right? I didn't know he did the food truck thing. Yeah. No popsicles. Um, no, is no. Is he popsicles. still doing that? I don't think so. I don't think there's. Oh, popsicles. now you just blew up our screen. Well, good it's, one. It's I'm trying to make the show better <clears throat> actually. So I think I'm going to try to do this and see if it if something goes wrong with the show. Let me know. Did that didn't help? Did that, that help us? That got bit? echoey. It you got just echoey. put it to the outside or something. Oh, yeah. So maybe I should turn that off. Okay. So are we back? Does this, can you hear? Okay. I can hear myself now. Maybe I just had my mic turned down too little. Everybody said it sounded good. That's why I started screwing with it, because good is not good enough. <laughs> Want to go into these questions or what? Yeah, let's start hitting the questions. Hey, if you're sitting here watching. Oh, Les Death says, have you ordered a production code 450 rally? No, I have not. I have way too many motorcycles, and I have a Husaberg 650, so that's all that I need. Um, if they'd let you test one and then sell it to you dirt cheap after the test, you might end up with one. But yeah, I don't know that I I don't know that I necessarily need one right now. I think when I get rid of about seven KTM 500s, I might have a need for one. Um, I do like the fuel capacity on that bike though, and it's going to get a lot better. There, I think I think that they're going to like learn how to get just a little bit more power out of that bike and stuff like that. So anyways, um, thanks for watching us on the grams. We're ending my show there. Now go to uh, the, what do they call it? The books of faces. Okay. So Steve Spiteri, Bayside boat covers, 158 at Gmail. Hi, I have a 2009 YZ 252 stroke. Which pipe slash silencer combo will give me the best over rev over rev and top end performance. But you're distracted. Pipe and silencer uh, YZ combo. 250, I, to, I told you. 2009. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're all the YZ250s are the same. And I think that it's funny. Um, my my opinion is that the, the best one is the FMF gnarly with the longer power the not the well the turbine core works too which is the spark arrestor one but if you can get the longer um the longer muffler and i don't i don't even know if they sell that thing but you know they have a they have a a rev pipe they actually used to make a rev pipe but the for me the gnarly actually revved farther so had better uh, better over rev Manuel just said it was the, he's talking about the sound it was better there after you did what you did but we put it back so i don't know if it was better for the short time or what? <laughs> Skip Wareham, top contributor. What's the best way to improve stock, explore? Oh, this is the writing we, kin with that we, thing. We, we talked about. What's the best way to improve stock, explore 48 forks on a 23 KTM 500 EXCF? I'm coming from a 13 500 EXC with the symmetrical open chamber forks. Can the Explore 48 forks be converted to be the same as the forks that came on the 12 to 16? 
So he's 24 talk- hour Yamaha 450 FX. No, no, it's a, that's a, it's a, I don't know what no, that is. No, that's, that's the next set of topics. Yeah. Okay. So what he's asking is he has a brand new KTM and he asked, can I make it like the older one? So about four or five years ago, the KTM forks were there. They're this 48 open cartridge forks. They had adjusters on, on the rebound on the, uh, now I'm forgetting which one. So they had, they had compression on the top and rebound on the bottom, or vice versa. I forget off the top of my head which one it is. Now they have compression on one side, rebound on the other. And everybody goes, oh, it, they're shit. KTM just did a cost-cutting features, all this stuff. And I will tell you, the <clears throat> performance changed. They got a little bit different. They, 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 I think at the end, when they had both compression and rebound uh, on each fork leg, the last version of that, I don't remember the year, but that was about as good as it got. Just like everything, it evolved, evolved, evolved. But I don't think that the that the stock for stock the next year, I don't feel it was that much worse. It was it was almost the same, and then it was kind of the same, and then they got better, a little better, a little better. So even the new ones that he's talking about, I have not ridden the new. He must have a twenty three because the twenty four comes with the closed cartridge. Twenty three, yeah. So it was really good. I rode one. I I'm like this is fine, and so and so he posted that, and I kid you not, he got like sixty comments, and everybody told him what doohickey, what part to put in, how to do this. This guy will modify it. That guy will modify it. This guy, will, everybody would just dove in and told him eight hundred things. Well, that's because the internet's is the gallery of opinion, right? But nobody asked him. Well, one guy did put. What do you want it to do? One guy said. I think they're pretty good. What's wrong with them? And the, the one question I had that nobody asked him was, what did they do wrong? Like, what what are you trying to achieve? Do you want to make them better? Okay. How about we take all the oil out of them? Because oil weighs. You know, we take the oil out, then there's no oil, then your bike's lighter. That's better, right? Because lighter bike's always better. Well, I think I, I might have not been reading all of it, but I was reading that thread too, I think. He said he set the sag, but he hadn't really fooled with the clickers at all. I think I believe I didn't get that deep into it, but I believe you're right. I think you, maybe you told me that, but yeah, he hadn't even played with the clickers. It's like you, in order to get a suspension guy to do you right, he needs a direction. And I would think, other than oh, yeah, if I put this part in, it's better. Well, how is it going to make it better? Like if you haven't even clicked your adjuster. Because the, the the one thing that maybe were the forks that only have compression on one side and rebound on the other, they maybe didn't have quite the range of the of the old one. And and then if you can tell me, it's like, yeah, hey, uh, this fork, I can't really get the low-speed compression adjustability like I like. It's like, well, you're not going to get it with the stock clicker because the, the, the stock clicker is a little bit more on the mid-speed side of things. And there's... I, I tell you what I don't want to do is get down on my knees in the dirt and pry that rubber cap out of the bottom and make an adjustment on my forks when I can just do it riding along and turn that clicker. I uh, wish I could I, adjust my shock on the fly. Just have something up there I could dial my shock in and change it, they, change it around. They, there's there's that on adventure bikes, George. Maybe just, Well, you got maybe, that big crank on there. That's just <laughs> preload, isn't it? That's just preload. But, yeah, you can reach down and turn the crank, and then. but there's bikes that have electronic suspension adjust, yeah. which – Cool. I'm not a big fan. I'll of bet it. you there's a guy in the room that probably doesn't just say, "Oh, make these forks better." When he goes to the suspension guy, he probably tells him exactly where they're failing. Right? 
I no, you it. just say make them better. I see you had Bob. Just, just make them better. Yeah. Yeah. And we heard a guy over the weekend out there at the rally was talking about he, he had a bike way back when, and he had the exact suspension and all the exact tuning of some racer at the time that was doing well put on his bike, and he thought that was great. Because he had it all <laughs> dialed, you know, exactly what this other guy was having. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it'd, it'd just be like you buying a new bike and it had a whole different suspension on it. It's it, it, That may be better than the one that you have. And there's nothing to say that by him doing any of those mods that any of those guys mentioned, it may have made it better or it may have made it worse. But you're, at that point, you're just spinning a roulette wheel. Yeah, he's you're, reading. You're, the, you're not getting to the point that's of That's the what, thing that everybody wants. But. Yeah, you're not getting to the point of... of you know, yeah, it, you just want it to be better. So, what are we what are we looking at there? Oh, some addresses. Is your address three seven six? Yep. No. Oh, no. here? No, that's that's the address here. here. Just take this. Yeah. What's so you're not going don't, out. Don't play. So you're not don't, going don't, out. Don't go out on the interwebs with that. Don't play with the lube. <laughs> What's the address of the front house? Here, that's it right there. Here. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta watch out. out lots man. Of, lots Come of, on, there's of, creepers of, around here. You know, we have a whole security detail now to protect Mr. Lewis. <laughs> five five days ago. I don't know. Uh, such a beautiful bike. Trying to decide on. Oh, this is on the Yamaha 450X FX. Right. So at two UZFE four. You don't have to get that by so 43. Yep. Such a beautiful bike. Trying to decide on this or the YZ250FX. Or maybe the YZ250X to go next to my old trusty carbed CRF450X in my garage. Comments? Um, why? <laughs> Sounds like another guy who likes that carbed CRF450X. I don't, you know, when you compare 250 to 450, it's such as a completely different monster. Um, X, so so you're kind of you're kind of going like you got three different choices there. You already have a 450. Get a two stroke. Get the YZ250 two stroke. That's the YZ250X. Because you you know you already have a four stroke, so a 450 four stroke. Get something different. That would be that would be my choice because I like a lot of different bikes. Jim and I rode our different bikes. I think we got a good combination. We both got KTM 500s. Mm-hmm. EXCs, you know, the street legal. Yeah. And then we got the 300 XCWs. That's why I looked at those days. That's why as as a as a, a proud Yamaha rider with my Tenere and my WR450, I looked down on you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you told me to get it. <laughs> Show's uh, brought to you by mm. Yamaha. <laughs> the KTM 500 was the, my before you're on the best payroll. bike ever. Yeah, you know, we all, we're shills to all it's of our good sponsors. thing you're not in government. You'd be crooked as hell. I'd be good at it if I wanted to. Did you use Trail Tech Voyagers today, George? No, but you know what? This last weekend, all I did is listen to Jim and Roger staring at those things. We're all stopped somewhere, and they're going, I can't see you. I can't see you. I can't see you. Can you see me now? I'm like, I can see everybody right here. <laughs> you know? So they, they, there was some operator air there, I'm sure. Well, were they not wearing their glasses? Oh, that could be, too. And they're all but, super technologically advanced. Yep. Okay. 140 years between them. Nicholas Gibson, 3438. First time I've heard of someone switching gearing for a preferred anti-squat feel. So cool. Anti-squat. You're t- yeah. 
So they so they changed the they changed the sprockets <clears throat> to, to to have a very similar gear ratio, but they went to bigger sprocket, so it didn't make the bike squat so much. Bigger yep. in the back, mm-hmm. huh? I'm I pretty must, sure I got that right. I didn't I didn't hear that one. So <clears throat> it's a it's a thing. Hmm. Okay, that's why a lot of times on on uh, on uh, on supercross bikes and stuff. They'll they'll run the biggest sprockets they can because it it helps just let the suspension do what it's supposed to do. Seems like the bigger sprocket. I'm, and would, I might be totally. I'm everything to me today is just backwards. I know, but if you, I've been working on bigger sprocket, moves the chain away from the axle more. Right, so it has better. So would that squat it more or not squat it more? Uh, but I'm, one way or another, it works, huh? Um, correct. Like I said, every somebody asked me some left and right questions today, and I couldn't figure it out because uh, I was yeah. facing the wrong direction. Because you hit your head on the ground the other day. Do you Brandon, know how that happened? No, not yet. I'm going to have uh, our co-host can talk to you about that. Okay, Brandon Vicaro, twenty nine sixty. Would you like to would like to see how this compares to the wood setup, two fifty or three hundred? Talking about the four fifty FX. Right. So. It would be much heavier, um, much more stable. I I don't know that in and I think when he's talking two fifty, I don't know if he's talking two fifty four stroke or it's a different guy than asked the first question, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know if he's talking like two fifty four stroke or two fifty two stroke, but anytime you start getting a lighter bike, you know, in the woods it sort of depends on a lot of times the rider. If you're a big heavy dude, it's not a big deal. But like a lighter guy trying to, you know, sort of manhandle the 450 through the woods, that's why you see the KTM factory guys riding 350s, not 450s. Um, I mean, for sure you want to have the fastest bike for a lot of that stuff. But, you know, when you start adding weight, and especially in longer races or, you know, where you need agility, uh, that weight kind of comes into play. And I remember... I distinctly remember last time we went back east and rode the Yamahas and the 250F and the 450, the the FXs. It was just like the 450 was just so much bike. You're just going, man, they need a 350. It, it's just it's the the super ideal size for that type of uh, type of riding. So yeah, um, a 300, even though it has more power, it's just lighter and more agile. Um, yeah. Can you roll that back? Let's see who's. Trying to source something there, see uh, if we can help out. Uh, manual shift, who says, I can't roll that one back. Uh, I have to roll this one back. Okay. He says, my BRP has a White Brothers R4 exhaust. One of the springs between the pipe and the silencer is gone. I'm having no luck sourcing a replacement. Do you know where to find a replacement? First of all, what's his BRP? What, so, is, a, what is a BRP? I thought they made handlebar stuff, don't they? No clamps and BR, stuff. BRP is uh, <laughs> it's like a. Uh, but he's talking about pipe and silencer. You yeah, just he's just a just, a, just a spring. Do, do you have like a McFaddendale hardware or something like that? Or uh, what was what was that? Oh, X XR six fifty is what he's or that's what he's saying. Um, big red pig. Okay. Um, there's, there's, you know, so Pro Circuit has a different lake spring, and FMF has a different lake spring, and um, uh, Acropovic has a different lake spring. There's a lot of different springs, and I think if you just start looking at some of the other springs, you'll be able to find 
something. Uh, if it's and if you find something short, you can always add like a, a wire loop uh, to to you know to kind of make that that connection. So there that, you go. That's the that's the the answer. Don't let it don't let it overthink. And man, go on Amazon. You know, uh, but, click click through our link on uh, click through our link on uh, dirt bike test. Nice shameless plug. Yeah, and and then just measure the length of what you need, and then you know measure the length between the two hooks, shorten it a little bit. And then see how much diameter room you have, and you can probably source a spring that way. Good hardware store has something that'll yeah. work. Granger, McFaddendale, stuff like that. Row want tree fez eighty nine oh six. Nice job, Brent and DBT. Brent. Brent, yeah, Brent. Brent Farrell. Okay, He's one of our one of our testers. He's a tall guy. Groschen seller. Great content. Okay, now we're going WR four fifty mod. Edward. Brechka, 5584, awesome bike review. As always, great insight on the bike from Jimmy Lewis. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Moto 1975, why not just buy the FX? That's a that's a really good question. I think I address it in the test, and then I also address it in the um, – when I'm modifying it. And, and it was like I decided to go with the WR because it comes with the, the right stator to run the lights – and I feel for me the suspension is a little uh, softer, and so it just works a little bit better. It gives me a wider range of riding, and yeah, I have to go through the trouble of putting a competition ECU on it, which turns the motor into an FX. But then I can have anything I want. Even with the X FX, I would still have to do the gas tank, which gas tank seat combination. I would still have to do the muffler because I want something quieter and less aggressive. Um, so. I, I think that just the fact that the it it's the oh the radiator fan too it comes with the radiator fan. I think the FX does the FX have a radiator fan? Not sure, off the top of my head. But um, the WR has the radiator fan stock, which is pretty nice. Some good comments on there about where you can source a spring. Yeah, Rocky Mark Mountain Daniels ATV. coming through. Groshen, Grotrian Sealer. Great video, great content. I wish you would have commented on the tires. Are they stock? They are stock. There you go. Tires are still stock. I just have not um, wrecked them yet. I just haven't had time to put time on all these bikes. Lately. You like the tires or no? On that bike, they're not bad. They're the the Dunlop um, MX. They're not the AT80 ones. I know that because I'm not a fan of those tires. I think they're the MX 33s. And in the 18-inch size on that bike, um, pretty pleased. I'm, like I say, they, a lot of bikes I just... Can't wait to get the tires off of them, and this bike is not one of them. Okay, at RL7880, three days ago, with the Fast Company bars, can you still access the fork adjusters, or do you need to loosen the bars and lift them to get to the adjusters? Probably depends on the bar combo you got on there. Well, when I, like like Dave Donnelly, when I slide him five inches up in the clamps, not gonna uh, then, then it's not going to happen. But where mine are set, yeah, I can get like a longer... Um, flat bladed screwdriver down in there you know one that if it's a little short stubby one yeah no but you need the one with a nice long shaft on it will go down and uh allow me to turn just the clicker. use the head of the shaft or do you use the whole thing just the tip drive it home. just the just tip, the tip. Yeah. yeah okay dirt dad eighty four seventy eight. and tony Worth says there is no fan on the fx thanks tony um i get confused too many bikes for me to remember everything if you need a fan, though, you can go to Trail Tech. Trail yep. Tech says those fans. 
Yep. I got a trail tech on my 300, I think. Yep. Good fans. Dirt Dad. We have good fans, too. Do we? Yeah. Like Victor? Yep. All these other guys? Uh, someday I might meet some of these guys. You never know. Dirt Dad, 8478. Thanks for the content. I, too, have a 23WR450F, and I am really gelling with this bike. Never thought I would ride a 450 again. Currently setting it up as a dual sport bike that can handle tough terrain. One thing I'm looking into is the front fork spring rate. Getting conflicting information. Race Tech claims stock springs are 0.51. The manual says 0.46. Do you all happen to know what springs are in the 2023? So I don't know specifically because I have not read the manual. And uh, I would trust the manual. But I will also tell you that in the future, in the past... Um, Yamaha had a slightly different way of measuring springs. And I don't, off the top of my head, like everything's a little skewed today. They they did kilograms per Newton meters, and then another ones were kilograms per meters square. I don't remember what it was. But so <clears throat> maybe Race Tech and Yamaha are measuring the spring rate differently. I don't I don't know, but I would I would trust the manual. And then if you if you Racetech has a, from what I understand, a very good spring rate calculator on their, on their website. But it wouldn't surprise me that maybe they just there might be an error on there, and that would be something I would definitely give them a call, and just check on. So, see how that uh, how that works. Hey, you know, a couple things that we didn't talk about, George. We need to talk about uh, the news. News. Some news came came out. This stuff. Some things. Uh, yeah, I'm still testing my WR450X. I'm testing the counter shocks still, which I wanted you to throw on your bike. That's why I was off my bike. You need to throw it on your bike. You could do some testing. One of you guys needs to take that thing out and try it. Um, been testing the Scott's Scott pads, the the uh, the ones I was wearing when I did my belly flop. Oh, the, the chest protector, the thing. chest protector, and especially the knee pads. Those are they're made out of that D three O. So I showed them here on the show last week. And they're they're soft. And you crash tested it. I crash tested. I don't know how much my knees hit the ground uh, because I was wearing those pads. I couldn't tell. Did your I, back I, hit after your head stuck to the ground? No, my head was, took most of it. But the <clears throat> the I skidded on and where the pad were because my belly. I think I need a slightly larger size on the on the chest protector, the belly pad thing, because I had a couple little marks down below where the. The thing ended. So it kind of just protected the top of your belly, not top, the front not and the, the bottom? Not the bottom part yeah. that, that kind of stuck out over the thing. Big but uh, the, I'm getting a big belly now. Belly. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> it's not It's not doing anything good right now. That's why I had a honey sandwich for dinner and I'm drinking water right now. Cutting. I'm, I'm finding effective ways to, to cut the calories back. I ran a mile, though, this weekend, barefoot, at 6,000 feet elevation. But people do stupid things. Uh, what about this other news? The other news. Oh, I have a I have a photo. So everybody's been asking about the YZ three hundred. Where's the Yamaha YZ three hundred electric start fuel injected? Well, guess what? Um, I'm throwing a photo up right now on the uh, on the screen. Pictures, exclusive pictures of a. YZ300 two-stroke with fuel injection. But it's not actually a Yamaha. It is a Yamaha, but it's not a Yamaha. So it's 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 in the new Fantic. 
which is a company that is it's owned by Yamaha Europe. And it's based off a of YZ250, and they've done some really interesting stuff. And there's a if you're watching this on the uh, on the screens right now, if we're just talking about it, you're looking at a YZ250 motor with a throttle body that looks very familiar, um, like the ones you're seeing on KTM's and stuff. It has the injector. Uh, wait, did I look closely enough to see where the injector was on the on the prototype one that I saw? The injector was actually on top of the reed block, so it looked like they were actually injecting past the reeds uh and this one it appears that they are they going in the ports in this one no you you start looking at the cylinder on this thing and it's got all kinds of craziness different stuff on it electronic power valve it meets euro 5 emissions they're claiming it meets euro 5 emissions so it's a two-stroke that meets the emissions and they're doing something with the power valve that acts as a decompression device and um something to make it uh you know, pass emissions. So I'm suspecting it's a little bit like the old Honda. They're doing the stuff that like they're trying to do with the Honda ARC technology, which is keep the power valve closed uh, longer. I don't know, but uh, this is, these are the, these are the pictures. And you can see on the one side of the motor, the, the side that used to have the arm coming out of the case where the power valve actuator was, it's gone. And on the other side, there's a, there's a servo motor that has wires coming out of the side cover case now. And then where the Kickstarter used to be, coming into the into the back of the motor, they have an electric startup. They've set kind of instead of being the Kickstarter shaft would go out the back side of the case, and um, pretty neat uh, thing. So I don't know that you'll see it over here. Um, Fanuc doesn't seem to uh, be too interested in importing over here, but uh, kind of a kind of a cool thing that dropped at the, because the Eichmann show is going on right now. And uh, lots of stuff usually happens there, although this is kind of an off year. So that's uh, what we're seeing there. And then uh, Beta dropped their 450 motocross bike, so which is a really sweet-looking bike for sure. Dropped so, it. Unveiled it. Yeah, they dropped it. Made it sound like, like they cut it out of their production or something. Okay. Dropped it like it was hot, like information. But... Uh, <laughs> So that is the new Beta 450 RX. They had the RX 300, which is their two-stroke motocross bike that they uh, released. And so now they're saying they're bringing rideability to motocross. That's what Beta says. So we'll see. Should be able to ride one of those in the, in the near future, I would suspect. But uh, all, new, all new motor with trans, all new transmission rate ratios for motocross, trying to make it lighter, more narrow. Um, the Betas always look good. So, uh, and it's funny because Beta's kind of gone by the wayside and all the, this news about Triumph and Ducati. Well, Beta's been around for 110, 12 years, something like this. So, yeah, they're here to stay, right? <laughs> so, interesting. Um, that's the... A lot of comments the here on the, on the sheet about bringing back Rooster Endo. I'm not sure how you wanted to handle that other than... We'll t- talk about we're it after. We'll it. talk about it after lunch. You want me to put read it, this? Put an X mark next to the ones we're not talking about want, right now. Want me to read this one because we're bumping up on our hour. We are going to switch over to our oh, special the, guest. The long question before he falls asleep. No, it's it's not. It's it's part of the training. The long question. You want to do it and then go to break. Go ahead. This is from uh, Gronk VBS twenty seven ninety five. I've never seen this many pages of Jimmy. You're a year older than me. 
should be I. Are we going to crack this all the way through? And while I can't fault your choice, I have to point something out that may not be obvious to everyone. Before there was the XC4 motor, your beloved 500 being part of that lineage, there was the RFS. And this is where our ages come into play. I guess you just grew up in a different place and rode differently than me. When I was younger and rode forests and logging roads in northern Ontario, Canada. Oh, Canadian, eh? Yeah, eh. All I had were converted MX bikes as the ultimate fast bikes. Yeah, a Husqvarna won the best enduro bike of the year award every year, but I never saw one until I was in my 30s. And when I finally was old enough to get my... So, so he, that's real old. And when I finally was old enough to get my license, my first street bike was an 86 Yamaha XT350. Is that the twin-cylinder four-stroke? It was a twin-carb four-stroke with four valves, and he'll still talk single about this. Single-cylinder? Single-cylinder. Okay. Single-cylinder. And so it was a 350 before, and there were many 350s. I mean, well, no, there's always been 350s, but... Okay. Yeah, so leave it to Yamaha to, you know, pioneer some new shit. Props to Yamaha for doing something different then. Yep. I guess all the manufacturers are trying things, though, because... While that XT was completely a foo-foo bike, it did have some technology in it. Four-valve head with shim over the bucket, as well as... Shim under bucket. Said over bucket. <laughs> the shim wouldn't stay there for very long. As well as this thing that was foreign to all the fast Japanese bikes, a wide-ratio six-speed transmission. Fast forward a bunch of years to 2000, and I'd sold off all my bikes except the 86 CR500 for, well, reasons. <laughs> um, Him and Victor. Hold on. Because I was starting a family, and here comes this new-to-me company, KTM, with their new RFS bikes. Wait, what? It's racy. It has a six-speed WR transmission, good suspension, and electric start. This is the bike I'd wanted more than a decade prior that the Japanese wouldn't build. It took me until 2007 to be able to afford one, squirreling away pennies while raising three boys, and it was a game changer. I still have my 2005 525 EXC. To this day, I also have a 2001 520 SX and an 03 525 EXC. So he's going to tell me, I can already tell where this is going, he's going to start trying to tell me that the that the RFS bike is better than the the what we'll call XC4, which is the, the 500 version. And I'll argue with him all day long. Okay, and he hoards RFS parts. My 2005 is plated. I've raced rallies, enduro, XC, even MX. It drones drones down pavement with no complaints and absolutely hauls down gravel roads. I call it my bullshit bike just because if someone says they want to go ride but they don't know how or where we'll end up, I can't go wrong with it. Now, I also have a 250 XCFW. This guy sounds like he has problems. Yeah. And I think the and RC4 the motor is my absolute favorite of all the KTMs. And this bike rocks in the woods. But for the last two years, it's a 525 EXC that has answered all the calls of the corduroy enduro. Mm-hmm. Look it up because it's such an easy bike to ride. Yeah, it handles like a barge compared to the modern chassis bikes but at the end of the 150 km of vet expert terrain the last thing i want is to have to rev a little 250 when i can just use the low end grunt of the 525 it's like a well suspended xr with more punch and just as reliable 
The lack of quickness in handling becomes stability when you have diminished strength going through boulder-strewn trails and root-infested single track. This is a question. <laughs> Two more paragraphs. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. He's gonna tell me or that resume. It's the best bike. Well, anyway, I learned. I learned. I I learned. You know, in the in the magazine world, how to edit stuff down to get to the point. But let's go. Anyway, I know why you picked the modern five hundred bikes, but from my point of view, those would not exist had it not been for the success of the RFS motor. Yes, let's forget about that transitional mistake known as the five thirty, and never discuss them ever again. So that the, the last two lines are 100 and million, million percent correct. In your opinion. Yes. Because after all, that's all we give is opinions. Uh, it's they're, they're, you're getting what you pay for. And it. it's not like I'm not open to new bikes. I foolishly thought my 525 EXC was getting a little long in the tooth. And so in 21, I tried to replace it with a new Beta 500 RRS. Put over 200 hours on that bike and gave it every chance. But ultimately, I'm not a fan of the short stroke motor for general dirt biking. And when I tried to race a bike in an enduro, I was very disappointed with the suspension. Yes, 18-year-old open chamber WPs are better than what comes on a non-race edition beta. I have ridden several race edition ones. Gregory just put up Zs in the chat, and I can't see how this could be any worse than me talking. Yeah, me reading, I guess. <laughs> I've ridden several race edition ones, and the KYBs are so nice. All betas should be fitted with them. Just about done. Okay, I've rambled enough. Oh, so he knows. It's oh, he, <laughs> I wonder if his fingers start hurting. Suffice to say that no list of the best dirt bike ever can be honest or complete without the KTM RFS bikes, but not the 250, which I've owned a pair, at least in the top five. Personally, I put them at the top, but that's because I'm crazy Canuck who drank the Kool-Aid perhaps a bit earlier than you did. Cheers. I, I have, how many RFS bikes do you think I have currently? Ten, maybe, at least. So I've, I've ridden them. I have, the, I have the very first 400 that was ever over here. I have, I have 250s. I have 250 that's been converted to a 350. I have 400s, and I have 500, 520s Sold and 525s. And they're all for sale. Every last <laughs> one of them. So, so... So, uh, what's his name again? KTM? No, that's a different story. A? You got to go back two pages. Hoser. A? I think it's Hoser. <laughs> is it just it's Gronk KVBS? Gronk. We don't know no. what he is. No, that's a, that's a whole... Yeah, that is that is Gronk VB whatever. So, that's the thing. Uh, I, I don't know who it is. But you should come down here with a trailer and buy all... I have yeah, a, you want to hoard? You give have a, and send the parts with. I have it a too. yeah, I got I got a bunch of parts too. You got uh, a Connex box of parts. You just just put them all in a Connex. Let them take the yeah, box and everything. Box You're making there. another shop. Just yeah. get rid of that thing. So yeah, I I'll haul it. If, I'll haul it all the way to Montana. Montana. <laughs> hey, so somebody's talking about the KTM free ride. Hey, no, we don't need to worry about that. We'll do that so, after lunch. How fast? Uh, yeah, so, we got. So, yeah, Josh buy. K. I have a clean RFS. I have a 525 or a 520. One of those two that's super clean. I think it's a 2003. I, I put a picture of it on the thing. Go to. Gronk Vacation Bible School. What? <laughs> okay, go to commercial, and then we'll have our surprise guest on here. Thanks for putting up with me. Won't be back for a while. Bye. Uh, be careful, because George may Do the, talk uh, uh, during the... I don't even know if that works. I'll try that here. 
No, it works over there, but I don't think it goes on the show. But I think they might get a little bit of bead. So, uh... the defending champion, the all-new Yamaha YZ450F. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before, and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, All of our Taco Moto co-branded components come with a no-questions-asked lifetime warranty, and we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM, and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested, and ridden, and raced, and nose meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Okay, I got to work on the audio levels, I think, but uh, that's my fault, not yours. Welcome back to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday and the tequila tonight for Mark Daniels. This is Don Cayo, Don Cayo Extra Anejo. Uh, hard to get in the States, but uh, a nice one uh, nonetheless. Uh, so if you're in the, uh, in the market, you can pick this up down in uh, Cabo. At uh, my favorite little tequila tequila shop in uh, San Jose del Cabo. Uh, tell them some clown on a motorcycle show sent you. They'll remember who I am. I promise. So welcome back, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining in. Gronk VBS for, stands for the Valley Bomb Squad. Uh, he was listening while George read his short epic. And I have to say that uh, Gronk, we, we were talking over the break. 
uh, 20 grand for all my RFSs and parts? It's more than that. It's more than that. 30. 30. Oh, with the Connex container, that's an extra 5,000 bucks, I guess. Those things are worth a lot. So, uh, yeah, we can we can probably uh, work on some pricing if you're interested in all that stuff. I mean, it's probably worth way more in Canada than it is here. I just uh, I just don't like carburetors anymore. And and in reality, when KTM moved over to the, it, you really got to thank Husaberg for this. And I've told this story many times. They were on the road to developing that five thirty platform. Uh, which is the Husserberg motor in a different orientation. And it's just, like I said, a mistake. <laughs> I, I There was some of them that weren't that bad. I got them to work, but they were just heavier, dual engine, oil, compartments, all this stuff, con- confusing. Good thing is they were easy to work on. You just had to work on them a lot. So Victor wants to know where George is. Where did George go? Well, we're, we're waiting for a special guest to come come back in here in a minute. But back to this, they, the the KTM guys finally rode the Husaberg and said, oh, we better do something about this. Well, And then they go, hey, that RFS we had a few years back wasn't all that bad. And a lot of our racers really liked it. Why don't we just evolve that? And so they, they took the head off of the, 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 the current at the time bike, which is the same head that's on the Husaberg, the same head that's on the 500, basically put a new RFS motor around it and... Uh, there we go. You know, the, the single cam, single cam simplicity and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So George is already commenting on the things there. Can you, can you go back on the, on the chat and see what people say on the Facebooks or, cause there's a way I can, I learned today. There's a way I can go back in on this computer and then make it, uh, make it show the chat to everybody else. Like it'll put the chat for all the forums into one place. And then there's this whole thing called discord that I can do it with. So, yeah. Hey, uh, so, okay. We guessed who the special guest was. We, we think we guessed who the special guest is. I think he just pulled up. Is he Raptor in it around or what? Raptor or van? Van. Van. Is van for sale? Yes. Well, you know, this, we used to have a segment called rooster endo. Now we need. Now we have a segment called race vans for sale, right? I need my van sold, so I bought a smaller one. Okay, sit over here so your food gets cold. Hold on, no. You can eat on the show. Yeah, that's right. Okay, just tur- we'll just turn your mic down. <laughs> so, what's the segment brought to you by? So you're gonna have to read a couple questions too. I, I can some, do that. Got some special ones for you. Welcome to the show, Ricky Brayback. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're, is this, is this the beginning of D- Dakar boot camp? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. I'm not looking forward to this. Why? Because I have to be mean to you. No, you're never mean. I have to be mean. And then it's, I, I don't, I want to, I got to be careful. I don't smoke you every time we go rally training and hurt your feelings. So, cause I, I've been put, I've been laying the, the heat down. I've been doing some speed. That's maybe why I fell over the other day. Really? Uh, do you want to, do you want to hear about my crash? I want to hear about it because you didn't tell anyone about it. I told everybody I have a podcast. All I do is talk about myself. John didn't know about it. John's the one that told me you crashed. Oh, because he talked to my wife. Okay, I'm turning to, your I'm turning your, your the chomp the chomp microphone down. Hungry, huh? Big boys S- starving, dude. <laughs> There's no rest for the wicked around here. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so I'll tell you. So the good thing about being like such a 
a rider who hovers in the zone of perfection, you, you know about this, you, you have these feelings every once in a while, is that you you can really feel what's going on with your bike and everything's right. And so this is why I'm at the level where when, when you know, like any good racer, when something goes wrong, I can blame my bike. So I was riding, of course, it wasn't a Yamaha. I was on my, I was on my KTM 500 because I needed a really big gas tank for what I was doing. I was going down a, down a sand wash, and it was like kind of the cementy sand washes, the hard, the the hard ones that have they have every once in a while that kind of like breaking s- spots and there's hard, you know, hard and slick, hard and slick. You, you just until you really bite in, you, you're on top of it. So I was riding down one of those, and of course, um, running um, a uh, moose that's way soft. It has like a whole Mexico Peninsula run in it, and then all of the Rebel Rally front moose. Yeah, yep. And my rear tire is not one of my tires. It was a used kind of like one of your tires, but not one of your tires, like one of Andrew's tires, which the knobs are kind of worn out. So, you know, traction was compromised. And so I'm coming in and I'm in in this point in this wash where I'm looking ahead and I see Hey Gregory. Am I putting you to sleep yet? (laughs) Anyways, I see two lanes. And I and I could just I could keep my speed and fade into the one that was kind of in front of me. But I looked and in the 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 other one was definitely gonna stay smoother longer. So I decided to turn there and my front my soft front moose kind of pushed and I turned a little bit more and then and then I hit a rock, a little rock, just like you know, not too big, but it, it rolled and so that pushed the front end out. And that kind of got it sliding. No big deal. I kind of got on the gas a little bit. And then my, my rear tire that wasn't great didn't didn't hook up exactly like I wanted. And so it, then it kind of started sliding even more. It didn't it didn't bite. If I could have got it spinning, it would have it would have bit, but I was definitely a gear high. And then which is not my fault. I mean, that's the bike's fault, because you know. But anyway, so I was going around the turn, it started sliding, and then and then I got enough on the gas to where it kind of kind of gripped, and then it it you know started picking up, and then it pop stalled, and it just went, <laughs> and it was just high side. And just, then you got traction and crashed. Oh yeah, well no, it, it stepped it it when it when it pop stalled, it slid and then it bit. You know, it, it hopped because I think it, it it I went back and it, it analyzed the scene, looked at the crime scene. I saw the rock that the front tire hit. And so it, it stalled, and that's what caused it. Had it not stalled, it would have just been a. It would. I just would have, you know, kind of did a, a bigger slide than anticipated, and and got down the right wash. Or I could have stood it up and straightened it out. Is but, that where you were looking for your license plate? Yeah, I was looking for my. I was in the zone where I was looking for my license plate. So that's that's what happened. But Wait, uh, that was the day of the crash. <laughs> That's that's it. that was it. It was just a just a. Or you or you crashed and lost your license plate, and no, then no, you were no. I lost my license plate the last time I was riding over there, so I went back looking for it, like a homing pigeon. But I got I was having so much fun in these other washes that I didn't get because where I lost my license plate was kind of crappy. It was really kind of choppy and bumpy, and I just stayed in these other washes that were that was more fun, and uh, yeah, it's, um, happens. But I and, and and so you know how when you're you know you're doing this crash and you're flying through the air, yeah. I'm thinking, thank God I turned my tracker on. <laughs> Don't know where to find the body. <laughs> so, where can I get a dozen of those awesome t-shirts? Uh, the <coughs> Tech Talk Taco Tuesday t-shirts are coming. We're gonna actually have a QR code for them. 
That's what we decided. We're going to make it easy. Uh, yeah, Brabeck has low volume because he's eating dinner right now. Give him a, give him a minute. You're going to keep him up late working on road books tonight and then up early and riding road books. It's like, you got to eat when you're going to eat. And sleeping in the van. And sleep. Sale. <laughs> Did I tell you I used to have to sleep in tents when I raced, Ricky, on the ground? Yeah, I was, I was like Molly Moto, except I was a factory rider. <laughs> it was harder back then. Um, Much easier race. Hey, so here's the thing. If you have some questions for Ricky Brabeck, throw them up in the chat, and uh, I will make Ricky answer them. This is uh, this is his penance for coming out and uh, doing all this training with us. Let me eat my burger patties first. Yeah, he's going to eat the burger patties, but we'll get the questions all lined up. I'll be able to go back. And uh, Gregory said, it wasn't me. It was that long autobiography. Well, what the hell was that crash story that I just <laughs> just did? Um, but yeah, thanks for keeping us in line there. Uh, and that was that was cool that uh, that um, a v, uh, VB, v, VBRO, what was his name, uh, showed up on the thing. Gronk Valley Bomb Squad. So that was good that he showed up to to have his question uh, checked out, but. Um, I have to agree with him on on his point. The RFS was a great bike for its time, but it just has a carburetor right now. And the, when the bikes sit around, actually, the the handling on that bike was never great. It was adequate. Uh, there was definitely some, but bringing that that Yamaha TT the TT three fifty. Uh, my dad had one of those. That that was a that was a good bike. I liked that. And then I had. I had an XT six hundred, which was nothing like that. It was way more horrible. So, um, George, <laughs> does the van sell above value because it's got your DNA all over it? <laughs> it's not above value. It's not above value. No, you still rental? No, no, no more rental business. No, just just selling the selling the assets. So you're gonna be you're gonna be just Raptor guy. No, new van. Yeah, four wheel drive. No, I just want to get a smaller one. Smaller? Yeah. You seen Andrew's van? Yeah, his is so sick. Yeah. See, Andrew Andrew did a little race. Yeah, a torque. Tor- tor- that looks so much fun. Uh, right? Yeah, it'd Lomi to, Dirt. It'd be sweet to go to Andrew's for let's, like a week. Let's go back there and just r- moto at his house. And then race. And then go to one of those kind of goofy races. Yeah, well, this is on the... It doesn't, isn't there an eclipse by his house that my wife wants to go see, George? Yep. There's something like this. So... We we my wife said we're going and I don't know how that works but <laughs> we'll probably have to go. Let's go. We're getting some we're getting some uh, <laughs> we're getting some questions. I I think I can answer some of them. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> so you uh, you just got back from Morocco. Yeah. Not good time. You can shake your head. I'll I'll answer for you. Not not great times. No, it was a good time. Good. I mean. It was a good vacation. Good vacation. <laughs> in Morocco? Yeah, for three weeks. Oh, wow. Bike testing. Uh, yeah. Road books. A road, little bit of road books, a little bit of bike testing. Lots of photo shoots? Uh, the photo shoots were actually, I think, like two days only, so it was, it was fairly quick. Yeah. Not too bad. Do you have to, do you have to do, sit down and do media like this? No. I'm going to ask the hard-hitting questions. I don't know what they are, but I'll figure them out. <laughs> you got some coming up. <laughs> uh, um, you see how Jimmy times this right? My dinner shows up. Hey, you're going on the show. 
well, you were sitting, yeah, you were trying to fall asleep over there, and then I did, I had no idea you ordered. I could have made you a honey sandwich. Would have would have worked out. Um, let's see. Dave Donnelly says he lost a plate once. Now the paint. Now I paint the backside bright yellow, and I put my phone number on it. Oh, so huh. if, if someone else, well, Jimmy knows exactly where he rides, so he can go back and find it. I usually can go back Remember and find it. Remember when you found my watch? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that, that, and that was after like a 300, 200 mile day. Yeah, and I still remember where it was because you described where it was, and I'm like, I know where that is. But the the plate, I know where the plate is. I it's in a zone. But you didn't the, find it. No, but it's because I had too. I was having too much fun riding down these sand washes, and then I did a belly flop, and then I wanted to meet Jim and George like out across the valley. So I had a lot of lot of things going on. The plate <laughs> took second or third thing. <laughs> Uh, I do stuff says a 2024 Yamaha WR450F will be sold in California. No, it will not. That's a, that's a, yep. I asked about that. So the WRs will not be sold in California because that state has really wonky rules about what makes a dirt bike, a dirt bike and what you can get a sticker for and all kinds of stuff. So I don't uh, know. I actually know some people that bought motocross bikes and stuff in California because they didn't have to get <laughs> stickers and all that stuff. Uh, any chance that you might have a Cove 450 rally in your stable in 2024? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I kind of want to test one of the race bikes uh, when they get those over here, but they're all sold out. They're selling them. Um, they're cheap. They're, they're inexpensive and people are buying them. And uh Yeah. And Victor wants to know, Jimmy, do you love riding sand washes so much? Why do I love riding sand washes so much? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just fun. It's like it's like a perfectly smooth sand track. You know when they're not all beat up. So, and you just uh, you can you can follow them. They're neat places. Neat places to go in the sand washes. So good good times. Um, Hey, if you want to support the show, you can click through our links at Rocky Mountain MCA TV. There's a there's things in the in the uh, when you on the video you're watching right now. There's probably something there. Go to DirtBikeTest.com. You can see it there. We have videos up about all of the off road 450s that uh, Trevor just got done doing a big modification story on. Uh, a lot of individual riders give their comments. Uh, leave mean spirited messages in the chats. And uh, I will make those guys answer them. So if you're from Australia and you want to just throw some some heaters up there, uh, go ahead and do that because you know that we will not swim all the way down there to uh, yeah to uh, fight you unless well, we're. I'm going cholos. to Australia next year. You're going to Australia? <laughs> yeah. What for? Fink? No. Uh, World Rally. A, a rip to Australia with Cameron. Oh, huh. Interesting. You guys will be riding upside down. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Ron Wilder, Wilder says, do you have you tried an enduro plate? Ron, is that the one <laughs> that has the magnets on it and it flops around? That one? Uh, let me know because I'll tell you if I've tried it. Because that's what was on my bike that the plate flopped off of. Yeah. It it was on a the bike. It was a it was the it was the bad year. Like a 2019-ish year. It's the one that has the really floppy KTM rear end. Yes, that's what was on there. And the, that whole rear assembly, I can't believe it's still on the motorcycle. Like it's still attached. 
the whole thing, but I, I had one of those plates on there and that license plate flopped around so much. It actually, it actually tore through the material, like that rubber flappy material. It just wore, it never got loose, I don't think, but it wore through there and just ejected. So, um, yeah, that, uh, might've been part of the, part of the problem. So, Yeah. But uh, Dave's got a good idea. What would be would would that be a good thing to to put your name and phone or your phone number on your license plate? Not if you're riding illegal trails. I don't ride illegal trails. But the cops find it anyway. Somebody can at least turn it in. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's I mean, easier than having to go through the DMV and stuff, which I have to go now to get another plate. Why do you need a plate? Why do I need a new plate? Uh huh. So I can ride my motorcycle on the street because it's a dual sport bike. You can't do that anyways? Well, if I go into California. Oh. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to have a license plate. And then and then if I sell it, somebody's going to want a license plate on it. I don't know why I would ever sell a motorcycle. Josh Case says, put Ricky on a 950 for Dakar training. No, he's a he's a girl when it comes to riding bikes. He's not tough enough to ride a twin-cylinder bike. <laughs> I put him on a BMW. I got a, I got a nice BMW I'll put you on if you want to f- really manhandle a motorcycle. So, okay, you done eating? Almost. Almost? Well, yeah, but I'm just snacking now. Okay, done done snacking. You can finish your meal. We'll we'll make this quick. We only got a few questions. We're going to run we're going to run through the questions. Probably cut the show short tonight cuz somebody around here's got to do a lot of work. <laughs> um, okay. The uh, the questions are what's your top speed in the Dakar? 100 miles an hour. It's limited now. Yeah. It's limited. That's bad. How fast can the trash trucks go? I think they can go 100, too. They're, they're limited? Well, I mean, 100 is pretty fast in a freaking trash truck. I know, but they go that fast. Yeah. But do they have a speed limit, or you don't know? I don't know. Uh, do cars have a speed limit? Mm-hmm. What's theirs? Uh, I think 160. So, so 100 miles an hour also. Yeah. So same as the same as the bikes. The next question was, Jesse G wants to know, what was it again that the you did the Dakar with the waypoints that screwed people up last year? Uh, there was the WP season yeah, off-piste. So, and have you been training to handle those types of issues? That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. We, we, dec- we decided the training technique for that was to... To go sit on a hill and see where everybody goes. Because at that point, what else can you do? When it's yeah. super screwed up, when there's something that's completely, like, because you can't protest the map book. No. And if somebody <clears> figures <throat> it out or finds it out, and if, you, if you're the guy out, like, riding all over the place, not finding it out, and somebody finds it out, you don't get to see them find it out. Exactly. Um, Are they doing that thing where they... Ricky, when racing the Dakar and you need a drop, a deuce, do you stop or do you hold it to save time? These are the hard-hitting questions that Victor wants to know. No, you, 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 take, you take a deuce before the stage starts. Yeah. You know, um, when I raced, Ricky, the stages, they were, they were Long and quite a bit longer. Well, we didn't race at the same it's level. You're at the back, but you know. I will tell you, the state, my very first stage that I ever won, I stopped and took a deuce on the stage. Must have been a shitty stage. It wasn't a shitty stage. It was a stage that separated the men from the boys. That's what they said about it. It was the one that was going to separate the men from the boys, and I beat all the boys. Um, 
Can Ricky beat my crash story? Says San Felipe Bob. Can can you can you uh, explain away a crash? Uh, all the equipment, like I just did. I never blame my crashes on the equipment. Really? Never? Um, I don't think so. Hmm. Worn out tires sometimes. Soft mooses. I I couldn't. I couldn't say I crashed because of it. Okay. Um, suspension didn't do what you wanted it to do? I mean, yeah, that could be... Everyone can blame their crash on their suspension, but then again, if your suspension is that way, then you should know how to ride your bike the way it is for... You should know how to ride the bike or figure out how to ride the bike the way it is until you with, can change with, it. Within its limits. Yeah. Like whether it's too stiff so it's not getting good traction or... Yeah. Bottoms out too much, no safety. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go back and just say, make it better? No. <laughs> I tell them exactly where I think the issue is. Yep. Um, let's see. George says, does the van sell above value because it's got your DNA all over it? You read that already. I know I read that, but um, what's the, what's, what, do you want to talk about the van a little bit? Because like. People here want to know about vans. We're like an Overland. I did a, I did a podcast today with uh, X Overland. Really? Yeah. So I'm a, I was on an Overland podcast. We talked about Dakar a lot. Talked a little bit about training you. I took like you know most of the credit like I usually do, but uh, you know that's the way. It's, it, you weren't here. <laughs> you want to you want to give away the details? Go to Ricky's uh, Facebook page. It's for sale there. Well, you see, I didn't put all the details on. Um on Facebook and I just said like hey serious buyers let me know if you're interested and then I'll give you the whole the whole, sh- the whole shindig. shindig about it George wants it right no no George. so it's a van it's made to haul two dirt bikes you could sleep in it it's got a kitchen a little kitchen I might be interested outside shower 25 gallon uh, water tank I'm I'm, I'm kind of like a Lance guy now I like my Lance I know I, I like that style too I thought about getting um like one of those GFC uh, Overland style rooftop tents, because mm-hmm. I I think that's really cool. And then I just also bought a trailer, like a little box trailer. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The van's cool. I just want a shorter one, something a little bit easier. I mean, I'm driving it so much just because my truck's in California right now, and I it's hard to get two vehicles back with one person. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the van's cool. I'm just you know I I want to go kind of old school. I'm looking for like an Econo line. You know, oh really? Little something a little more simple. That was my first van I've ever had, and that was like the most fun in a van that I've had. Just they're simple to drive, and they're small, and they do the job. I'm not what? trying to live in my van. I'm just trying to haul a bike back. Oh, and you forth. don't want to do van life. I mean, van life's cool, but I just um, you just stayed. Wanna, you just want to pull up and open the door and go, "Hey, kids, you want some candy?" Yeah, and that's the that's the one where you the, the one where the steering wheel's like straight above, right? What's was what those vans? That's a school bus. <laughs> a school bus. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I thought there was a couple more questions uh, in here, but I don't see them. So if you have any other ones, oh, I know what we got to do. <clears throat> Your favorite section, Rooster Endo. Yeah, that's the best section section of the show. I I have, I had, I finally people started sending me Rooster Endos, and I started organizing them. But like I said on a few shows ago. We are going to bring it back in a big way. We're going to do a special all rooster endo show, and Dude, so that would be so much fun. Yeah, 
I'll let you know. I'll let you know when it is and where it's at and how we're going to do it. It's going to be a. It's going to be an awesome deal. So, with that, go ahead and what is what is uh, the what Robert Gobbler? Robert Lambert. Yeah, that guy seven zero nine six. What does he say? He said the show's turning into garbage without Rooster Indo, and I agree. Oh, <laughs> so so I. So I went to his page. You know, I think I mean, it's cool that people show their bikes off and then we talk about them. I know, but this, what happens, I lost the guy who was like organizing all that stuff. And so that was the excuse on one show. And then the second show was that I didn't get any rooster endos because they weren't sending them to me. They were sending them to him. So that was the second show. Then like, you know, now we're like eight shows in and I've run out of excuses. So I'm just taking the heat. Uh, if but people I, go on your show and they know how to submit the rooster end of then that's cool but on your dirt bike test homepage, you should just make like the banner drop like rooster endo just clickable right there right when you log on to uh dirtbiketest.com I'll, I'll get right on it tomorrow right after i get your roadbook built i'll get that hooked well up. you have like seven days so you need to go to um at robert lambert 7906 and follow him on uh, youtube's because he only has two followers, and he needs more. So I think everybody from uh, Tech Talk should go over to at Robert Lambert, like it's spelled, 7906, and just, just follow him. I want to um, have a you know a couple people. I want him to get a little more popular So because he, he, he didn't wait but a few more minutes, and then he said, what did he say? So why is there no rooster endo? This show sucks without it. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you go, go over and it's follow the same him. Day. So when he, he, you know, when he can't get something done for you instantly, uh, <laughs> he should. You should. You should just. You know, just uh, follow him. I think he needs a few more followers. So he's held responsible to that level of uh, those levels of demands. <laughs> so uh, what? What is the husky hauler for? Five four nine one. Yeah, that guy. He wants to do a rooster into shootout of all the past winners for the big prize. Mm. Now that they all know the rules, but what are the rules for rooster endo? I don't even know the rules. Just there, show your bike. There, it's you made it rooster endo for sale. You're responsible for that. Roost Endo or for sale? Because every time you came on, Roost? You, had, you had you had some new thing you're selling, and it's kind of funny because now we're me pimp a van here on the show. Uh, I feel like half the guys on the show would honestly enjoy a camper van that can haul three motorcycles. I I know. I, know. I just don't use a van to the full potential that I built it for, so there's no reason for me to have it. Mm-hmm. That's that's your your giving. That's great. <laughs> uh, so. A rooster ender with all the past winners. So obviously, he's a past winner, and he's just trying to narrow his competition. Yeah, if he wants he, the big prize. I can't remember left from right and, and a person's face or their name an hour after they walk away. So how do you think I'm going to remember your bike if it won or not, and you resubmit, and it, and it wins because it's so awesome? And what rules? That's a qu- good question. Like, should we dish out the rules for rooster endo? Because I have a feeling that the people that just already submitted, and I had some good friends submit, like Jason Abbott submitted a couple things and and uh they might not know that i have some i have some particulars like i i want that i want the photo to to inspire me to go ride with a really awesome bike on it i don't want it shot in your garage with your rake and your hammer laying on the ground the hammer you used to you know 
bend the handlebars back. Throw that axle through there. Yeah, to knock the <laughs> axle through the through the shaft. Yeah, that thing. So um, you know, it, it we, we we say um rules. We don't know need no rules where we're going. Uh it's it's uh it's really the 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 bike that brings us the most enjoyment is what the roost, whole rooster rooster ender thing is about. It's funny because we get in there, we can talk about different things that you've done to your bike. Uh, maybe give you some advice, maybe insult you horribly, or just say it's an awesome, awesome job. We've had, we've had parents um, force their children to submit rooster endos so they could take the money and use it for their own bike. Uh, we have had, uh, we have had um, uh, lots of really uh, bad pictures sent in that that very that upset me, where I can't believe that they couldn't take the time to position the bike a little bit better in the light, but go ahead. Um, we, we had professional photographers send in photos of bikes that shouldn't have been in the, the thing. So, I mean, the, the whole thing with rooster windows, it gives us something else to look at and it gives us something to either talk crap about and help someone out or give, some stoke to some guy that's doing everything right. Yeah. And, and I, I think they appreciate and it. And it's funny because I like the way you said that talk crap about and help them out. Cause that's the way, I mean, that's kind of the way that things work around here. You don't really get a whole lot of hall passes when you have something that's kind of, <laughs> kind of janky. Uh, we, we tend to, we tend to run a little rough <laughs> around the edges, but uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to bring it back. So go ahead. And if you want to start submitting some, um, I will definitely put a call out as to when we are going to do that show. Maybe in the short term, we'll start. I basically, week. I, I held a couple, um, I held a couple, back so now we have a little bit of a surplus because it's brought to you by Takomoto. that's tacomoto.co uh taco mike is he, he basically was on board he's like yeah do whatever you want um and i even had a bad idea about how to do it and, and he said okay we won't do that <laughs> but um we have some pretty good uh pretty good ideas uh robert lambert right there he says love this guy it's been eight episodes he's he's watching I and I, I think I I think I texted or on the one of those messages like I, hey you're gonna Robert you're getting a lot of followers tonight, everybody's going to his Robert Lambert seven nine zero six seven nine zero six we're gonna start following you because we want to see your video, <laughs> maybe you should do a video, I, I I went I thought for sure he had submitted one, and I and he I just didn't see it or something which maybe he did. But it's not in my files. It may be in the that other guy that 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 other guy that dressed really nice that disappeared. It might be in his files. So <laughs> Mike Pearson. So if I resubmit mine for the third time, I still have a chance. Absolutely. Uh, we're we're the, the Rooster Endo Mega Special is going to be epic. It'll be it'll be good times. It should so, be like mid December. Mid like so it's a big Christmas present when they yeah get for it. the final okay. for the final. Okay. For the shootout, for the that, big prize. And I think what you should do also is what would also be like super cool is get Rooster Indo shirts made and the winner. We have a logo. You know this? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. And the winner would just get a shirt of like, well, not the winner of like the shootout, but like the winner of each week. We get a, a Rooster Indo shirt. Say, say you do Rooster Indo like once a month, then you just, whatever, you're making 12 shirts. Mm hmm. Uh, then they got like a rooster into a winter shirt. I think that'd be pretty cool. I 
I think they need to be watching live yeah. win, and they need yeah. to pick door one, two, or three. Oh, oh, yeah. We we talked about this. We'd say so when they win, like the Price is Right, you have to pick door one, two, or three. Yeah, one of those doors could have a T-shirt. One could have the check, and the other one could have the. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, <laughs> that, that might be good. That's a that's a great idea. That's why I say, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, it's coming back. Don't worry. Um, Gronk, sorry I've put everyone asleep. <laughs> I have to look over here, here where it says uh, what he said because it just scrolled off my screen. Uh, sorry I've put everyone asleep with my three-page rant. Uh, Gronk equals um, not very smart, but I lift heavy things. <laughs> I never know when to stop ty- typing. Uh, no, it was it was good. I I I know the pain of typing too much. That was all those. That's all that stuff there, dude. You should. That was that was an. He epic. could be a test writer. Obviously, he can write. Yeah, dude. Look at that. Yeah, he 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 go he 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 has a hard time, um, you know, focusing it. He he kind of goes all over the place. There's a lot of stories in there, but <laughs> I picked up I picked up on the like the there's some important things like the the TT three fifty. I forgot about that bike. I, I rode the wheels off of one of those. I kind of migrated off of an XR. So when I went and raced six days in 1989, um, I was on an XR250, and some of the guys I was racing against had these factory Yamaha from Yamaha France TTR 350s, and I'm like, they were badass. And I'm like, my dad had one, so I started riding his bike thinking because it was start came faster. But, yeah, good brought up, brought up some good memories. Uh, and then, and Greg's talking to you. He says, sign those shirts. You already did. Uh, we, I we, see. I signed one so, right there. So the tech, hold up the tech talk taco Tuesday shirt. It's right behind you here. Hold that one up. The, we're going to wipe my fingers off. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah. I got the, got the bar back. Yeah. So we, this is the, we have them in gray though. Cause the colors stand out a little bit better, but those are the ones we're going to make. I, if I, if I wasn't out riding around the desert, just, you know, making you chase my tail all next week, like doing road books. Um, and, you know, because I don't want to get a factory contract or anything. I'm just out here um, just doing my job. Uh, I would probably make the, sh- the shipping form and all that stuff with the, 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 what do you call it, the QR code? Yeah, the QR code. So you can just point your phone at it and take a picture and it'll, it'll, it'll order you a shirt. But uh, we're doing that. Gronk says, send me bikes to test. I'm your Canadian content. You, do you know you know Radic? Gronk, do you know do you know Radic Burkhart? He's a he's another guy. You, you got he's he's big and strong. No, Gronk has come out here to do the testing. A lot different than Canada. Yeah, but Canada's got good trails. There's some good uh, and even when he was talking about riding the corduroy and some of those races up there, they're really, really good. Um I know because I know I raced against a lot of guys that used to go up there and race. So yeah, Radic is big. Period. Yeah, Radic. Radic's this guy. He's like always riding his eight ninety and smashing it on trails like the five miles of hell and stuff. He wants me to go riding twin cylinder bikes with him, and I just refuse because I'm not that much of a man. So, uh, anyways, uh, okay, I think we're wrapping things up. Thanks everybody for joining in. It was a good show. A lot of people joined in. I think we got our sound sort of figured out, um, but I need to work on some of this stuff a little bit more. What's that big gold medal behind? Oh, Jesus. I had to bring that up on the damn Overland show because they, they asked me about ISDE. This gold medal right here? Yeah. No, no, no. that's the Husaberg side cover, bro. Yeah. Still apart. Yeah, look at, look at that. It's, it's the, the Hoos- you can point at it again, the Husaberg side, side panel. You had some Dakar questions. You wouldn't answer. 
this this metal right here. He's worried about that one there. He's he says it's special. Oh, there's some Dakar questions I didn't answer. Yeah, I want to explain that uh, opening rule where they take away time. Oh boy, yeah, explain that. The bonus time is, uh, yeah, it's definitely tricky. If you're not, if you don't land on the, if you don't land on the bonus time, then you get kind of screwed, honestly, and you don't really stand a chance. But so first place on certain days, the guy that starts first will get. 1.5 seconds a kilometer and then the guy that starts second will get one second a kilometer then the guy that starts third will get uh half a second a kilometer so lately like the road books have been like pretty simple and the guy opening doesn't even get caught by the second guy and the guy opening is opening so fast that he he would lose the stage with Maybe he'd lose the stage by like two minutes, but then his bonus time he would get like almost seven minutes back. So then he would go the next day, he'd win that stage and and then go the next day and have opening bonus again. So it's a little bit tricky. I think, I think they should I think I, I, I agree with the opening bonus. I think that's it's too much. It's yeah, it sounds like too much and not on the right days, but I think that you can get the opening bonus, but you whatever time it is that you that you finish you you start there the opening bonus doesn't it go, should apply to overall time it, it it applies to your overall time but not to your start position so your if stage you, time if yeah your stage time if you finish you know fourth on time in the stage without opening bonus you start fourth the next day and you don't get to take off first again and get opening bonus the guy who actually rode the stage fastest gets to start but not every day has opening bonuses correct correct yeah so it's. I think it's still something in work in works, and and hopefully they figure this stuff out. But nobody asked me my opinion. That's why I have a podcast. Well, we're all we're all saying the same thing, Jimmy. I I would think smart people would, but don't include me in that one. Are you using digital or paper roadbook again this year? Paper, paper. Yeah, still paper. Um, OG. Valiant Thor says, at work, random channel surfing, having a wonderful. Muckbag lunch and saving the world. Muckbang. Is, is that a, is that a is that a uh, he's channel surfing, and what's a muckbang lunch? Probably Canadian, Australian. Can, probably probably like a badass lunch. Yeah, it's or a shit ass lunch. Muckbank. I got to add that to my vocabulary. It's like what your uh, poor stuff came in. My poor muckbang sack. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Well, last last call. You have ten seconds to get your uh, to get your questions into us. I think we answered most of them. I know I the beginning of the show. A lot of times I miss stuff out, so I'm looking. Um, uh, Road Racer three. No update on the Tenere build. Um, let's see. And then I think that's all good. Other than that, I'm currently eating a succulent roasted quail with a sweet and tangy fig and balsam balsamic glaze on the side i have tender buttery scallops seared to a golden brown in a creamy cauliflower puree so uh i think he's thinking we're a cooking show well i'm having some fine tequila here uh valiant whoa, 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 whoa. we got we got a good one right there what email address <laughs> do we use now oh for the it's if this is the this is the secret about this for the um just type it in there dude uh, for the show, you would use my name at Dirt Bike Test. 
So if you can't Jimmy fi- Lewis, a dirt it, bike test. No, just my first name. Jimmy. Just Jimmy. Yeah. Just figure out that. And even though I just gave it away. Just uh, what if you just type it right there where it says type message, dude? How do you spell Jimmy? Hey, Valiant Thor is watching from the Los Alamos National Laboratory isotope production facility and he thanks us for his hospitality uh and valiant doors liked and subscribed to us hey that's that's something else we're almost we're at like nineteen thousand and seventy some i think so if everybody goes and subscribes to uh our youtube channel that would help us out a whole bunch right after you subscribe to uh robert lambert seven nine oh six because we like to <laughs> follow everybody here um no, that's not my <laughs> thing, Craig. I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, so, uh, for a formal email, I I don't really want any formal emails. Tell them how to spell Jimmy. It, how to spell Jimmy? One M or two M? There's two of is those. I or Y? And there's a Y at the end. Yeah. J I double M Y. I'm gonna have to go start, subscribe to Valiant Thor. Yeah, he's uh, watching. He's he's in there building nuclear bombs and shit like that at the isotope production facility. That's what they do. Uh, they allow this to be broadcast there. That's bad for our national security. For instance, he should have seen last week's show. But so did you look at Robert Lambert's stats there on his followers? He had two. He has two followers. Two. He has nine videos. Uh huh. One of them has 155 views. That's his high point. Yeah, he's doing good. It's it, I, I, I expect his followers to demand more, like Roosterendo, which is like say Robert, we're working we're working for you here. We'll get back on the program. So hey everybody. Uh, again, I'd like to thank uh, all of our sponsors. Uh, Ricky Brabeck. That's me. Yeah. Yamaha, Taco Moto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Fast Company, Bulletproof Designs. I'm getting my bulletproof designs for my uh, WR, my protection stuff. Not including a front disc rotor and double take mirrors. And if you sometimes send me a, oh, you know what else we're doing on this show? I don't know if I, f- I failed to mention this because we need to make the show better. Is, um, uh oh. <laughs> Your mom's probably bummed that you're sponsoring me now. Uh, <laughs> probably. I, I don't even know what that emoji is. It's just some, it looks like her. She's going like this. <laughs> She's probably worried about your outfit. You're supposed to be dressed like a team guy with a team shirt and the, the, the sponsor. Oh, you got a sponsor hat on. There we go. <laughs> Doing the work. Yeah, what's your sponsors, Ricky? List your sponsors off. Then you can say, then you can claim this is a work engagement. HRC, Monster Energy. Okay. <laughs> Alpine Stars? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what goggles are you wearing now? 100%? Uh, yeah, I don't talk about those though. Okay. I wear Scott's. Hey, yeah. your teammate wears good goggles. I know this. Your new teammate? Well, maybe that's why you fell over the other day, dude. They're freaking blurry vision. They're not blurry. It's got the amplified lens. That's why I saw the little rocks that I hit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Thanks to all of our thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks, Ricky, for coming out and eating dinner on the show. Uh, remember Jerry That's a first dude No one's ever done that Jerry Bernardo I've tried to do it before Jerry Bernardo's books uh, uh, Coffee brewed With a graveyard mist uh, If you want to Have a have some bad dreams uh, Read Monkey Butt So that you're ready For when my Monkey Butt 2 Comes out uh, You can do that 
Hey, is that book all about monkey butt? Dude, that's a big old book for monkey butt. It's a lot of tall tales and history of the motorcycle journalism. Uh, it's it's actually pretty funny. You can learn a lot about my good buddy Crazy Nate in there. We got to get Crazy Nate back on the show. Man, he would have been funny. I saw him Saturday. Oh, he would have been great to have on the show then. Hey, the Euros love it when you say you have monkey butt. They're like, what is this? What is this? That's why you tell the Australians you're riding with a fanny pack. And on that note, we're going to say, everybody, uh, we will uh, see you out on the trail. So cheers. If you liked what you saw in this video, come check us out over at dirtbiketest.com on the webs. We have bike tests, product tests, a lot of fresh dirt, and you can even support us by clicking through our links. Hopefully we'll see you out in the trail.